Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Episode 302, How Decluttering Saves You Money with Ingrid Jansen. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking with one half of the Declutter Hub podcast, Ingrid Jansen, about decluttering and specifically how it saves you money because she's worked with a ton of one-on-one clients. She has a decluttering membership. So Ingrid has really seen a lot of people decluttering and how it's affected their finances. So we're really excited to share her insight with you guys, along with a lot of great tips. But first, our sponsor, Half Used. Sort of like a glass half full optimistic outlook, only much different. When the olive oil, shampoo, condiments in the fridge, cleaning products under the sink are half used, and we're at a crossroads in decision making. Should I buy more just because? Or should I make it full used and minimize waste? We'll learn from Ingrid the right answer to that one. But for now, if you want your money to only be half used and potentially earn some interest, try a high-yield savings account. We like the one at CIT for their current 4.05% APY, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash CIT. Open up that high-yield savings account. Make your money half used or even better, not hardly used but glowing. I I didn't know how you were going to do that. And when you did it, I was impressed. Thank Um, you. I live to impress you, Jen. (laughs) You do every day without even trying. Well, so something else that's impressive is Ingrid's tips to correlate decluttering and emotions and capacity with saving money. So we're not going like full send minimalists over here. We're not going full send OG Marie Kondo. We are going really attainable. We're going really practical. We both loved so many of the things that she said, but if you specifically are interested in decluttering and you just like, you love the topic. We do have a ton of episodes on decluttering. We have a lot on minimalism, but well, I mean, we'll talk about this in the interview that minimalism and decluttering are not the same. 
So 281, How to Curate a Life with Less, uh, Less Stuff and More Intention with Christine Platt was a recent episode, just very, just a few weeks ago, it feels like. Mm -hmm. Um, And then episode 144, Creative Ways to Declutter. So we talk about really the correlation between decluttering and frugality in those episodes. So those are really good ones to queue up after this one. Mm, This is such a good interview. I cannot wait for you all to hear all of the words of wisdom and tips Ingrid has to share. So let's do it. Ingrid, welcome to the Frugal Friends podcast. We are so excited to have at least one half of the Declutter Hub with us today. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. I, I'm I'm delighted. I I'm Dutch. I love saving money. So being frugal <laughs> is completely up my street. So I'm like, yes, let's talk about money. We should not be shy about this. And um I think Dutch people anyway are quite direct about talking about stuff anyway. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But I appreciate you having you invited me. Absolutely. You're not afraid to jump into the hot topics of decluttering and finance, which is so excellent. We know this is such a well-loved topic of our listeners. And we're so looking forward to hearing what you have to say on the topic because you are far more expert than we are. So thanks. <laughs> for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. So I know you've spent a lot of time working with clients and decluttering. So can you start us off with how have you seen clutter negatively impact people's finances? What's the correlation there? Oh, wow. Okay. That that, that could be a whole podcast in itself, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Jen, because Clutter impacts people's lives tremendously. I mean, not even money alone. It it, it impacts children and partners and family and family life and spending and shopping habits. I mean, money has a massive impact, I think, on people's lives. And having a lot of clutter, of course, costs a lot of money. But and, and that's definitely what I wanted to talk about in this podcast is like how how can decluttering help you save money? Because I've seen the impact of people who have a lot of clutter, not only on their lives, but also on their finances, because you know, you see a lot of overbuying, a lot of over shopping, a lot of just out of control paperwork. So people have no idea where they are, what the status is, how much money they have, what they are spending their money on. I mean, because the clutter creates so much chaos in people's houses, but also in their heads, in their minds, it all becomes this like this blurry mess. And then the overwhelm creeps in. And when people start to be overwhelmed, then they start to kind of panic a little bit. And then it's panic stations all around. And then you can't see clearly anymore. So you're like, oh, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just surviving here. And it can really kind of spiral into even more clutter. And what is very interesting is that people who have a lot of clutter sometimes you would think they would spend less money because they have a lot of clutter. But what we actually see is that they spend more money because they can't find what they have amongst all their clutter. So they have to keep buying stuff over and over and over again because they actually can't find it. And an excellent example of that is, strangely enough, underwear and socks. So mm. a lot of families who have 
one, two, three children or a larger family or even, you know, just two or three people in the house. If there's a lot of clutter and the laundry gets behind because the laundry is amongst all the chaos, then you don't know anymore what's clean, what's dirty, what's half worn. So there's a, a, a spiral of, of clothing everywhere. Let's just buy a new pack of seven pairs of underwear because then at least we know that we're covered for this week. While actually, there's probably 150 pairs of underwear in the house somewhere, but nobody knows where they are. So they kept keep buying it over and over again. And you actually then perpetuate the clutter. And the more clothes you have, the worse it gets, which sounds so crazy. Because you would think if you have more clothes, you solve your problem. But it's actually the other way around. That's amazing to me that it'd be underwear and socks. Like that's that's the thing. That's what people are buying a ton of. But I could absolutely see this. I particularly will recognize this in my own self when it comes to food, Mm because we can have clutter in a lot of different ways, clutter in our pantry. So then we don't know what we have. So then we're buying more. Mm -hmm. I classically for a while was constantly buying shredded cheese, mostly because I wasn't checking my freezer (laughs) before I would go out to the store. And then I just had so much shredded cheese just up to my eyeballs because I wasn't, I wasn't, organizing. I wasn't looking. I wasn't planning ahead. And a lot of times when we feel chaotic or our environment is chaotic, we're not not as motivated to be planful about what it is that we're buying, how we're spending, what we have on hand or taking care of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's definitely what what I want to talk about as well is, is that meal planning that will definitely come back. Yeah. I didn't think so much about the like the bills, like the forgotten bills, because, yeah, I will do that when there's like and then build this pile of paper clutter and I'll have a bill that I mean to pay and then totally forget about it in all the paper clutter. And so, yeah, it's it's not just the buying stuff. It's also forgetting to pay stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, you incur a fee. We're going to talk about that for sure. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So let's start to talk then, Ingrid, about the positive correlation between decluttering and the positive benefits that that has on finances. What have you seen there? Oh, amazing. I mean, one of our members in our membership, she started doing our house. She followed our our process. She followed our plan. And one of the later steps in our membership is you have to do your paperwork. You go through your paperwork. You don't start with that because it's really hard to do. You need to get other areas in your house under control first. But at a certain point, you're ready to do your paperwork. She did. Then found out she could finally find out her insurance documents for her car and her holiday and her house. And her, and she just did a price comparison on a car insurance and saved £450. Wow. And she was like, mm. I've actually just paid for my membership now. How is that possible? Just because she was more organized she was able to do that price comparison that saved her so much money. I mean, I've seen it with clients time and time again, because I both, we have, I have the membership with Leslie as the Declutter Hub, but I also still work with clients one-to-one in their homes. And the amazing things that we find, I mean, even in cash, you know, in coins and paperwork and change and other currencies from when they've been on holiday and pots and little 
trays of little change that we've you know in pockets and everything. It's it's amazing. So it's really really satisfying vouchers, you know, from presents that people have been sending over Christmas or birthdays. They send a voucher in a card. The card gets mislaid somewhere, or vouchers or a little you know credit card type with like some money on it for to spend in a certain mm-hmm. shop get put somewhere and not in people's purses. Then it 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 get lost somewhere in the house. It's very satisfying. Oh, I yeah, love I love finding, finding money. a gift card. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> money and gift cards. <laughs> I love finding both. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I recently found a, a very expensive bracelet that my client had lost. And we're not talking Ooh. about a couple of hundred pounds. We're talking about a serious, beautiful diamond bracelet. And she misplaced it. She put it in a safe place and then I couldn't remember where her safe place was. <laughs> So that's she actually the story, right? Always. I put it someplace where I wouldn't lose it. Then I yes, lost it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, same with um, some, uh, 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 actually some jewelry as well, some golden jewelry from another client that actually at some point she was like, I, 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 it's been thrown away. Or maybe, you know, mm-hmm. I have had builders and people and cleaning people in my house. Maybe, maybe they saw it and they took it. I don't know. And then we yeah. moved something and sunny boom there it drops out well we, we did the happy dance the two of us because you know mm. those are the important stuff you know the, the the special occasion jewelry and things like that you know but i mean some people you know when you find 10 or 20 dollars they're super happy you know yeah mm. and it sounds like there's an inverse happening here too not only is there the possibility of finding money as you declutter but the inverse of the negative impacts of having clutter it's it's the opposite then then yeah, yeah. then you know where things are and your bills are paid on time and you're not buying yeah. extra of these different items and you're not feeling as chaotic so you're making wiser decisions there's so many things i'm hearing you say of yeah. having less clutter that doesn't mean that our houses are going to look exactly the same to one another but whatever less clutter is to us can yeah. really help our budgets I think yeah. what's really important, I think that's a very big part of our message is that there's not a one size fits all. We don't expect that even our members have houses like we have because everybody's got a different type of house. Their sizes is different. The, um, the amount of people in their family is different. Some people like more stuff around than others. You know, some people ha- are just, I mean, I'm a professional organizer, but I'm not a minimalist. I I'm, I still have picture frames and books and stuff. But the difference is that I can find everything. I know, mm-hmm. I think just about a 99.9% of stuff that's in my house. I mean, we had a, a repair on our fridge at one point and the, the fridge guy, the fridge repairman asked me for something. He went, do you happen to have a soldering iron? And I went, I do. And I know where it is as well. And you're like, he nearly collapsed the floor. He was like, what? I'm like, it's in my garage. I think if I have, if knowing my husband, it's in one of these two or three drawers. And lo and behold, I, he, he was gobsmacked. So, you know, it, wow. it, it's, it's very satisfying to oh, be able to find everything and know what you have. Yeah. yeah. Finding Absolutely. money and knowing where your things are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. All right. So let's dive into the real nitty gritty fun stuff that everyone's going to love. So most of our listeners are listening to us to improve their spending, improve their financial life, lower their spending. So if someone wants to declutter with that in mind, 
Where are they going to start? What are your best tips for for that? Okay. No, there's, of course, you need. I'm going to give you some overall top tips first, and then I'm going to dive into some more meaty kind of ideas. First of all, you need to start small. So don't go, I'm going to do a whole room this weekend. It's too much. If you have a lot of clutter, start small. Start with one drawer, one cupboard, one shelf. Mm. Start somewhere that's easier. So don't go, my worst room in my house is my spare bedroom because that's my dumping ground. Let's start there because it's probably one of the hardest rooms to do because it's got stuff from everywhere. So you need to start somewhere easier. Normally, a kitchen is an easier place to start for several reasons. Unless you are a, I want to be a Michelin star chef, the kitchen has mugs and glasses and and Tupperware and uh, pots and pans. And so it's not so emotionally challenging to do kitchen items. And the kitchen already has small cupboards. While a bedroom has a big wardrobe, which immediately can feel quite overwhelming. And a kitchen has already small cupboards. So you can go, I'm going to just do the cupboard that has my Tupperware or the drawer that has my cutlery. And it's already kind of you break it up this way. So that really helps. You need to start small and you need to start easier and you build it up. But if you want to save money, and that's what we all want to do, is also in the same time, if you're thinking, okay, yes, I need to do lots of stuff in my house, start using up what you have. Let me explain that. We all, and I think, well, lots of us have lots of toiletries, lots of cleaning products, lots of makeup, lots of perfume, lots of laundry cleaning stuff and all of that kind of thing. And we buy loads and we stick it in cupboards and then it doesn't fit anymore in the cupboard where it normally lives. So we create an overflow somewhere else. And then we forget what we have. And then we have our standard shopping list. And we think, oh, yeah, I need to have um, uh, bleach today. Or I need to get cleaning spray or whatever. And we buy a new one. And before you know it, you've got four, six, eight of the same thing. All sitting there, costing you money. And that goes for everything. So start to gather these things like with like, get it all together. Look at what you have. Don't go, oh, just I'm just going to take my one cupboard. No, if you're going to go, oh, I've got some cleaning stuff in that cupboard as well. And I've got some in the other room and there's some in the upstairs. Get it all together and see what you have because it's incredible what we have. Honestly, yeah, the amount of stuff we so see. That's so smart. Is, yeah, that's so smart because I have cleaning products under every sink. I just yeah. realized that just yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. But the thing is, what sometimes happens is that cleaning products that you don't really use in that room end up in that cupboard. And then you forget because you're not looking for that cupboard there. So you just need to do a bit of a little sort out. Just gather it all together, walk around your house and go, well, let me get it all together and let's look what I have and use it up. Because it will go out of date. We can't keep all this stuff forever. You know, there is some sort of shelf life. Now, we can debate about, you know, how long can you use a bleach from five years old? You know, I'm sure. But it's all sitting there being lost money. So you can really lower your current bills if you're struggling at the moment by just kind of going, let me just use it all up. 
And you can then make a bit of an inventory of those toiletries and that cleaning products and those craft items and the stocks and all of that. The gathering like will like will really help you to see the volumes of stuff because that will then help you with number two is stop buying what you already have because you have lots of stuff. You can shop from your own house for a while and that way you can save lots of money. Because we change how we feel about things. You know, we like a shampoo, we use it for ages, and suddenly there's something new. We think, oh, that's nice. But we still have three or four of the old one Mm -hmm. that we then don't go back to. And that keeps cluttering up our cupboards. And then we can't put the stuff away that we actually want to buy. So we create a space somewhere else. So start by shopping from home. And when you do this, you create awareness. And awareness will help you change your clutter mindset because it will change the way you look at your shopping list. And when you walk around and we're not so easily tempted by all the marketing that happens in shops where they have like a nice music on and they've got nice displays. And we think, oh, that's a new product. I need to try that. And we can go, hold on a minute. But I've got something similar that I've bought already in my house. I need to finish that up first. Yeah, it might not be as exhilarating to use what you have at home, but it's certainly going to save money. It's going to build that contentment, that different mindset that may not be just for a time of wanting to save on finances, but just long term, not being wasteful. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think so too. And it's really nice to see when members and people in our Facebook group and and, and podcast listeners start to make that change and go, it's so satisfying to use up what I have. We have so many half-used items, like Mm. half-used toothpastes. And, you know, when you go to like away and you you go to maybe a hotel or a nicer place and they've got these little toiletries and you're like, oh, I'm going to take those home. And then we create, and especially people who travel a lot for work, I find containers full of stuff. Use it all up because by it sitting there, it's, it's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to long-term, it's going to go off and then nobody can use it anymore. So it's really nice to see. We, we've got to like a, create a, a use-up container. And you can do that both with toiletries, but also, of course, in the food and in the pantry and all of those things. You can use it to use up container and it's very satisfying. And people do start to get a buzz from there like, ah, I've used something up or, oh, I had seven of these. And now I only have two because two is plenty because the shops are open 24 seven. And I, <laughs> I don't have to have seven in stock unless you like live in the middle of nowhere and your shop is half an hour drive away. Then you need to have some sort of pantry. But sometimes I see pictures on socials and I'm like, it looks beautiful, but why have you got so much stuff in your pantry? Mm-hmm. Why do you have five spares? Is one not enough? Mm-hmm. You know, you know mm. when one is empty, you get the next one. Why does the, do you have to have six lined up? Because they might be in there for three years. <laughs> Preach. <Yep. laughs> Preach. Preach. <laughs> I I have fallen in that like algorithm on Instagram and TikTok, and I'm like, why? Why do you need three spares? Why? Like, yeah. I get it. One, you need a spare. Yeah. Why so many? It looks <laughs> yeah. beautiful in your like plastic containers that you had to buy to store all your spares. 
But why? It looks yeah. like And then you excess. wouldn't have had to buy all the containers. To me. Yeah. yeah. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I love the you're saving money because you're using you're using it up like the use up bin. I I love that mm-hmm. concept. I yeah, I love that too. But then while you're doing that, you're also decluttering because yeah. you're you're slowly but surely dwindling down this yeah. whole pile of stuff that you have, yeah. putting it to good use, not wasting it, also yeah. not buying more. It's like multiple things happening at once. I love that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And what you then get, and that's kind of the, the next step that's happened, you start to shop intentionally. It's much easier than to, to, to make the list. You're shopping because you're filling a gap of something. And, it, you know, that can go with clothes as well. You know, if you go clothes shopping without a list, you know, it's, of course, you know, you can go, oh, I see a lovely top. It's going to look good on me. But we are creatures of habit. So we keep buying the same sort of thing over and over and over again because we feel good in it, because we love it. We we like it. But then what happens is, have we, if, for example, if we like like a cardigan or it, here in, in the UK, we wear cardigans on a lot because it's chillier in this country. So we wear a lot of cardigans. And some people who love a cardigan will have 23, some in different colors, some in the same, because when they go to the shops and they go, oh, there's a cardigan. I like a cardigan. Let me <laughs> buy that again. Or if jeans or whatever it is that your go-to item is. So you start to shop with the gaps in mind. You know, it's the same when, when you look at your pantry, when you've used up what you have and you can see, ah, and you do, for example, use eat a lot of some chunky tomatoes or something because you make pasta sauce and things. 
if you know, okay, I'm going to go through a tray of those in the month, you can buy them an offer because then you have room to put them somewhere. But if everything is full, what happens? Things get put on top of the fridge and on, to, on the floor and in front of something. And then a, a cupboard can't open anymore. And then suddenly, if a door can't open anymore, then it's lost. It's gone. And that's what we see, for example, in bedrooms a lot where there's a floor drope. <laughs> things <laughs> a floor drope or a chair yes. drope or oh a yes. exercise machine drope <laughs> or a end of the bed drope things the wardrobes are full <laughs> yes <laughs> we love that one that's okay <laughs> i will use that one for the rest of my life ingrid <laughs> okay the floor drope yeah so what happens because the cupboards are full the, the, all the hangers are full. The, cup, the wardrobe is bursting at the seams. The clothes you that actually are wearing, washing, ironing, trying to put back can't go in. So they get on a pile somewhere and then it ends up on the floor because the thing topples over. Or we find exercise <laughs> machines with lots of clothes over them. <laughs> because the wardrobes are full and the, you can't open the doors anymore. And that's, I think, sometimes what people find a little bit scary is that they say to us, but... There's stuff everywhere. We want to we want to declutter and we want to organize and tidy it up. And I'm like, but you got nowhere to tidy it too because your cupboards are full. Mm-hmm. You need to at one point. And that's why it's, again, so nice to start in the kitchen because the cupboards are small and you can go, let's empty this cupboard. Let's see what we have. Let's decide what we want to keep. That's what we're going to put back. And once we do a couple of more cupboards, then the stuff that's out on the kitchen counters can go somewhere. Yeah, mm. There's stuff on the yeah. kitchen counters because it can't be put away. Oh, I so yeah. appreciate I, your focus on I decluttering before mm-hmm. organizing because I think yeah. organizing, that could happen in a day, maybe a weekend. But if you've not gotten rid of the things you don't use or you have excess of or really taken inventory, then it's just all going to topple over again in that very Mm -hmm. week. And we're not actually getting to the root of the problem. Like organizing is great, but it it sounds like as, as the next step beyond decluttering. And funny thing is that you say that because actually after the organizing, then comes the storage. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people say to me and also Leslie, what do I need to buy to get organized? And we're like, you're not going to buy anything. We're <laughs> yes! first, we first need to Snaps. declutter what you have. There you go. It needs to find the right place where it lives, where it makes sense for you to look for that item. We, we can put it in a shoebox. It doesn't matter. It can be an empty Amazon box for uh, if, if there's loads of those. The storage is the last phase in almost kind of making it look pretty and containerizing it more. The Mm -hmm. the decluttering comes first, then the organizing. Where do I find this item? And then, okay, how am I going to find the right storage box? And But what a lot of people do, they go, I'm so chaotic. I see all these beautiful pictures. I need to have containers to buy and put all my cereals and my rices and pastas in because then I'm going to be organized. But actually, you have to be super organized to have beautiful pantries in see-through containers with labels. 
And Mm. what happens with those anyhow is typically the item, the food item, doesn't all fit into the beautiful container. So then you've got the container with the item on display and the box and the plastic is somewhere else too. And you're just creating like doubles, triples, quadruples of everything. Might as well just keep it in the box. It's a vicious cycle. (laughs) It is. And you create a lot of work for yourself as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not afraid to say, Jen and Jill, I am a professional organizer. I do not have containers for my cereals. They live <gasps> in my original packaging. You know, <laughs> because I'm like, you heard it here first, folks. I know, I know. <laughs> and it was interesting because Leslie the other day said to me, she said, Ingrid, I think my life is getting a bit calmer. I, I'm considering buying some containers because I think I'm ready for this now. My kids are all grown <laughs> up. I feel like I'm young. It's so funny. And I I'm think like, I'm ready I'm for the yet. containers. Because for me, oh, yeah, I just definitely don't, not. I don't want to spend that time. I just find mm-hmm. other things more important. So for me, the container comes last. But, you know, we might have some listeners who are like, I'm tuning out now. I can't listen anymore. <laughs> no, I think everybody is going to resonate or the majority will resonate with this because yeah. we are all about the like the simplification of things. And sometimes organizing can feel complex. Decluttering, we get. That's simplifying. Uh, But it's, and I like say this all the time, I hate the show on Netflix from the home edit because it stresses me out because it is really just shifting things into pretty plastic containers. Like that is really complex. So I feel like you're giving people permission to simplify they're decluttering and even doing a slow build by maybe like just first focusing on one room in the house, smallest drawers in the house, focusing on just using up first is to like giving permission to focus on one thing at a time and really simplify the process. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And it's, I think in the beginning People don't think about all the money they're going to save. They don't see that as a big reason why they want to declutter. They just want to have less overwhelm. They want to have less mm-hmm. chaos in their head, in their house. And, and But later what they see is the benefits with money, with better time management, with being far better on what priorities are, longer term goals. Because when you have a lot of clutter... Life can be very stressful when you have to find your keys and your your phone all the time. And when you have nothing prepared and you have to think at 10 to 6 in the evening, what are we having for dinner tonight? And, and then you're missing a couple of ingredients. It gets very, very stressful. And once you start to break through slowly but surely through that clutter a little bit and go, actually, wow, I'm going to think about what we're going to have. In, uh, in morning, what we're going to have this evening. So I have, you know, that's already can be a massive win. And then the next step can be actually, instead of shopping every day and driving past the shops, I'm going to try and only go tw- two or three times a week. Wow, I'm saving so much time all of a sudden. Then I can do some other things. And then, wow, I'm going to try this whole meal planning thing. So it's, you can't, you know, run a marathon when you've never even walked around the block. That's why the starting small is critical in decluttering. You can't go overnight and change all of these habits that having been ingrained in your life for such a long time, you can't all change it at the same time. And that's why we always talk about breaking it down all the time. And even when I'm going to do my kitchen, okay, 
make that even smaller. I'm going to look at my glasses today. Or when you're doing your wardrobe, today I'm looking at my trousers. And tomorrow I'm going to look at my tops. And next week I'm going to look at my T-shirts. And then I'm going to look at my pajamas or whatever it is. Keep breaking it down and going, I'm going to do all of the wardrobes. It can be too overwhelming. And then people run out of steam. And then they're like, oh, and I didn't finish this job. And then it becomes a negative experience. You're better off going, I'm going to set aside 20 or 30 minutes. I'm going to do a couple of bits and go, go me. I actually did it. And then it's a positive experience and you want to come back to something when it's positive. But when it's mm. a really negative experience, oh, I'm going to do my whole room and after one and a half hours, oh, what have I done? The place is even more messy than when I started and this is all going to go wrong here. And, uh, and then it's like, and how do you come back from that? Yeah. Do you know what's always also a positive experience and just like a walk around the park? Yeah, you don't have to start small. You can dive straight in. The Bill of the Week! That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. (laughs) Ingrid, every week we ask our listeners and our guests to share with us their bill for the week. We leave it very vague to give you a lot of freedom in this. And I know you've been thinking about it. So let us know what your bill is. My bill is the restaurant. There is a restaurant chain here in the UK that's called Bill's. (laughs) Yay! Yay. Oh my gosh, what do they serve? And are they good? Uh, Yes, it's really nice. The restaurants can be quite a bit quirky from the inside. It feels a bit... Ooh! I mean, I haven't been to one in a while, but, um, you know, because it's just... It hasn't happened. You know, we've had a whole time that we couldn't go anywhere. But um, the bills that I went to were quite quirky from the inside. It had to feel a bit of an Italian feel with like jars with olives and like garlic things. And it's like a bit of a shop that you can buy some stuff as well. Busy, f- not posh, but good food. So, yeah, that's my bill. Oh, that's I love a great it. bill, Ingrid, <laughs> where you have paired the, the, uh, the name of Bill with food. I know. That is <laughs> And some of our favorite food, like garlic, garlic, olives. olives. I'm imagining there's bread there. Quirky. All that I need oh, to know. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. This yes. is amazing. <laughs> oh, if you oh. all listening happen to have restaurants and food or a person named Bill around your vicinity and you just want to call in and tell us about it, you know the drill. Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash Bill. Leave us your bill. We're just, we're ready to be shocked and surprised. Mm, if you yes. ever come to the, to the UK, Jen and Jill, we need to meet up in a Bill's restaurant, I think. <laughs> wow. Yes. That's- oh my gosh, my new dream. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done 
has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now it's time for the lightning round. We're we're really produced over here. Heavily produced with highly edited and mouth noises. So lots of budget for sound effects. (laughs) High, high budget. (laughs) So today's lightning round question that we're all going to take a turn in answering is what's the most embarrassing thing you've discovered when decluttering. And Ingrid, this can be for you or decluttering someone else's. You don't have to say names. The only You can be anonymous. Uh, Jill and I will obviously not be anonymous. But yeah, what's the most embarrassing thing? Oh, I don't know if I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we do find interesting things. I always say it's a good thing I grew up very close to Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> and that my parents right. are both All originally right. from Amsterdam and, and the and the and the red light district. So I'm not easily shocked, but I have found a thing or two. And one time I opened a bedside drawer and I went, mm, that's not for me. And I closed it again. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough gloves in this world <laughs> for me <laughs> to interact with that. <laughs> there you go. They're just they're living their lives. Oh man. What about for That's you, Jen? Um, so I think, so it's not embarrassing, but I couldn't think of really anything embarrassing. And maybe that's just because I probably have said everything about my life on the show already. But I think the growth, like when I clean out my packet drawer in my kitchen, Sometimes I will find a packet that has like opened and it has made all the other packets gross. Like a condiment packet? A condiment packet, yeah. And it's never 
a Taco Bell hot sauce. It's always like a ketchup or something sticky. <laughs> and it's like, oh, now I have to rinse all my packets. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you rinse your packets hey, off. Wow. It's not a lot. It's not like the whole drawer is full of packets. It's, you know, like they could all fit in a gallon size bag. So it's not like a, a, you know, but I love them. They're mostly Taco Bell hot sauce packets. For any Those new good listeners, ones. Jen keeps all of her extra condiments from these fast food restaurants and what reuses them just however well, I don't you want. reuse them. I use them once, Jill. <laughs> It's like for the I don't I don't have like two ketchup bottles, right? I have one ketchup bottle. And when the ketchup runs out, if I need a little extra, then I go to the packet drawer and I'll get the extra ketchup, you know, in a, when I'm in a pinch and then I'll just buy more ketchup. So that's kind of what I use it for. Not putting things to waste, I suppose. I love obviously Taco Bell hot sauces and I don't I like I get enough of those that I don't have to buy them in the store. But there's also Wendy's has this ghost pepper ranch that you cannot buy in stores. And that I specifically will ask for extra of and save. So those are really those are the main ones. Yeah. So that's me. That's me. <laughs> and maybe that fact right <laughs> there, that, that story, <laughs> that dissertation on packet drawer um, <laughs> accumulation and, and maintenance, maybe that's the most embarrassing thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. Jill? <laughs> My middle school journal. I was decluttering <laughs> at one point in the midst of a move. Moves are great for that. They're, if you allow mm-hmm. it to. I know some people just throw everything and move it to the next spot and it just gets shoved back into the closet. But I have taken opportunities when we've moved to get rid of Sal, be kind to myself when we land in the next spot. And at one point, I came across one of my middle school journals, and it was just cringy. I just felt so deeply embarrassed, embarrassment to my core, that it wasn't this keepsake for me. I definitely threw it out, if not like shredded it before throwing it out, because I'm like, no one should ever read this, (laughs) ever. I never want to read this again. I don't ever want anyone else to read this. It was just cringy. Oh, my gosh. So that was embarrassing for me. What was the most important thing to you, to middle school Jill, that you oh, journaled about? The what thing, was the biggest the crisis? The weird thing about it, I don't know what this says about me, so analyze this if you want. I censored myself, as in I almost wrote as if someone else was going to find this journal and read it. And so I didn't I didn't use my journal for my truest of true thoughts because I was always concerned someone else was going to find it and read it. So it was almost <laughs> like, like the embarrassing part to me is that I felt as though I couldn't use my journal to just write how I actually thought. So it sounded like I was trying to be this autobiographer about like the things that I thought worthy of writing about. That's what stood out to me as the most important thing is that I thought my life experiences needed to be censored for for whoever might read it. <laughs> like you thought you were going to be the next Anne Frank or you just thought your little brother was going to find right. it and yeah, read no, it. Yeah, no, like a family member. <laughs> like, like that's reasonable. <laughs> that was a reasonable fear for you. 
I don't know. I think I thought, oh, yeah, what if this finds itself in a cat? I think it was family. What if family ever found it? And then I think I also had this idea that I was really dramatic as a child and probably (laughs) as an adult that maybe someday this journal is going to find itself in a capsule and people 100 years from now are going to read this and look back and... I don't know. Just be moved by your I words. I threw it out. All, that's all there is to say. No one will ever read what middle school Jill wrote. Ay, ay, oh. ay. Yep. Wow. Well, so, so if people want to read what you're writing, Ingrid, or hear what you're saying on your podcast, where can people get more from you? couple of different ways. Um you can listen to our podcast. We've got the Declutter Hub podcast on any podcast player or just go to declutterhub.com and then you will find the podcast and you can listen. Uh, or you can join our Facebook group. We've got a lovely Facebook group called the Declutter Hub community, emotions-based decluttering, because we believe it's mm. all about the emotions connected to stuff and not the stuff itself. You need to learn more about why the stuff is 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 so hard and it's not just as simple as yeah let's get a bag and throw it all away you need to learn from that so yes facebook group and the podcast definitely excellent thank you so much ingrid we've learned a ton from you and had some laughs what more could we ask for well it was absolutely a pleasure and um yeah i mean would love you know not enough time i would have loved to spend more time talking about paperwork and about meal planning and about say goodbye to that storage unit but you know it's all about paring it down just a little bit and Mm. hopefully that way you will get a better grip of this clutter in your house and make it make it a bit easier for yourself you know having a lot of clutter is hard work good Mm. word yes we could have gone so much more like there's there is so much more to be said Yes, she had, she literally had like seven points, she said, like scripted out. Um, And so (laughs) we didn't want to like take you on a two hour journey of decluttering, but I'm sure she talks about them in her and Leslie's podcast, The Declutter Hub. So definitely check that out uh, if you are interested in decluttering. That's what happens when you have a powerhouse in the space mm. with her own podcast and group and still doing it, still going into people's homes and helping to declutter. So woman knows what she's talking about, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And- yes, I can't wait to meet her at Bill's. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a good restaurant experience. (laughs) We hope that you gain some tips and seriously check out her podcast, The Clutter Hub, for more tips. If this is the space you're in right now, you really want to declutter, you're in that zone, do it. Spring, spring's here. Spring is in the air. So good timing on that one. Yeah. I still need to get to my, my, piles. I mean, hopefully by the time this episode airs, I will have gotten to my paper piles because I'm planning to do it in about a month after the baby comes. So, but but currently right now I'm sitting staring at them. So, if you are also staring at paper piles and you uh found a lot of good info from this episode, we would love for you to leave us a rating and review. We love reading your kind reviews, especially this one from I Want to Go to Hogwarts. That's the screen name. 
That is the full uh, one word. I want to go to Hogwarts. <laughs> I hope you this... made it. I hope you made it. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, it just happens to be five stars. Uh, they say totally relatable. I truly love listening to this podcast. It's sensible, doable, not radical ways of thinking about money. It has rejuvenated my appreciation for what I have and the potential of what I can have. Ooh. Yes. What a good summary. I want to go to Hogwarts. I know. This is, you guys know our show better than we do. I, I feel that way sometimes in reading these reviews to mm-hmm. hear another perspective or way of describing it. And I never would have chosen those words, but it feels right. Or at least mm-hmm. I'm glad that that's what you've gotten from this. A ways to it's, appreciate yeah. what you have and the potential of what you can have. What a beautiful summary. Yeah, it is what we're going for. And thank you, I want to go to Hogwarts, for so beautifully writing it down. So please keep listening. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to leave a rating and review because it helps potential new listeners know what our show is all about. So if they want radical ways of thinking about money that are not sensible or doable, this they know this isn't the show for them. And we don't want them to waste their time. Well done, Jen. See y'all next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Okay, Jen, in the interview, during the interview with Ingrid, when we were talking about finding money and how amazing that is and how fun that is, it reminds me. I know you do me- find money in your clothes. Yeah. Well, and I love it when that happens. It hasn't happened in a really long time because I am very, I'm, I am too organized at this point. Nothing surprises me anymore. But like winter jackets, right? You said you found money in a winter yeah, jacket. Yeah, yeah, recently. yeah, yeah. So what I thought about doing this past holiday season as we were putting our Christmas tree away, I got the idea I should hide a $20 bill in with the Christmas tree. And I said it to Eric and he laughed. And I thought that that meant, yeah, go do it. And I like, I run to go grab a $20 bill. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm putting money in here with the Christmas tree. He's like, why would you do that? I'm like, so it'll be nice for me when I open it next year and I find a $20 bill. Like, this is where we're at now. It's not accidentally going to happen anymore. I've got to be intentional about it. He's like, you're not 13 again, where like a $20 bill is going to make a big difference in your life. I'm like, but it will make me happy. Like, you know, it's the holidays and you're buying gifts. And if I find an extra $20 bill, that's going to be really exciting for me. He just, he thought it was the weirdest thing. And and you know what? Peer pressure. I didn't do it. I didn't put the $20. He just thought it was so weird. Like, what is with you? He says he knows a lot of people with this like obsession with like stashing money. I think his mom is that way too. Like she'll just like stash money, like random places throughout the house. He's like, are you afraid things are just going to be like taken away from you? And really like my grandmother did that too. It must be embedded in me. I just want to like squirrel away cash in random places. Mostly, I I think, because I like finding it, but... Yeah, I can see why it would be... If it makes you happy, do it, is my opinion. I'm going to go back out to the garage and shove some money (laughs) in the Christmas tree. There you go. Yeah, I think... Watch a mouse will go in and, like, chew it up. That'd be depressing. 
It doesn't make sense, but it doesn't have to make sense <laughs> if it makes you happy. Like, it's just $20. So, But the thing about it is I need to do it secretly to myself. You know, like this thing that is hardly a thought and it just happens. Because otherwise I'm going to remember. can't know what my right hand's doing. Exactly. Otherwise, like now that I've had this whole conversation about it, I'm going to remember. Although, or I'm setting myself up for extreme disappointment because I talked about it so much that I'm going to think that I did it. And then I go to open the Christmas tree and there's no money in there. The Christmas tree what has given me do? nothing. <laughs> what to do? <laughs> yeah. I look forward to seeing how you what I uh, to handle do. that. Also, um, did you ever use up all the shredded cheese? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eventually, I got it in my thick brain that I had shredded cheese. Do you now think you have shredded cheese all the time <laughs> yes, now when now yes, you don't? The pendulum okay. has swung. Like, I, I cannot that. buy shredded cheese. <laughs> I was like, one day she's going to think she has shredded cheese and she's not going to have it. Yeah. Um, What a sad day. Well, I'm so happy that you have you've gone through the cheese. I know. um, And sad for the times where you think you have it and you don't. Um, No cheese was wasted because I freeze cheese. I don't know if other people do that, but I do. I freeze shredded cheese. People freeze cheese, I think. say that five times fast. I freeze shredded cheese. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't even do it one de- time. People definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Okay. I'm glad. What, however life ends up for you, Jill, I'm glad because I know it's going to be good. Whether you find $20 or don't find it, whether you have cheese or not, life's going to work out for you in the end. Thanks for your half-used perspective. <laughs> <laughs> It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.